Hello and welcome to the Oxford PPE Society podcast series commemorating the centenary of the degree. In this series, we're interviewing alumni and alumnae, tutors and historians to give an insight into the degree and its students, its influence, and how it has changed over 100 years. Our guest in this podcast today is Lord David Willits, member of the House of Lords and former Minister of State for Universities and Science. Besides also being the president of the Resolution Foundation, he's the author of the recent book, A University Education, being published by Oxford University Press. Lord Willits, my first question for you um, as, a, as a simple starter is, what was your motivation for reading PP at Oxford? I guess my interest uh, as a teenager was particularly in philosophy. I thought that German philosophers in particular had uh, got the meaning of life. So I very uh, assiduously studied a German A-level as one of my A-levels and thought that coming to Oxford, I would study the philosophy of particularly Immanuel Kant. And I did do the special paper on that in PPE. But I thought philosophy on its own would be too much. So um, I was already interested in politics, wasn't massively party political, interested in politics and economics seemed so important, but it was driven really by the philosophy. But I was a bit nervous of doing philosophy on its own. Then my next question would be, what was your experience in Oxford like? So on the one hand, your academics, your essays, your lectures, your tutorials, but also on the other hand, your extracurriculars and anything you did beyond your PPE degree. Well, I did really enjoy studying PPE. Um, it was a, a fantastic combination. It worked out better than I'd expected. Um, I'd offered history as the sort of subject uh, to get in uh, and got a scholarship in history. And I was under a bit of pressure to do history, but I stuck with my intention of doing PPE. I ended up doing all three subjects, a modest balance towards philosophy, but I also kept all three going and did uh, political thought since Hobbes. And I did... Um, economic principles and organization. So I enjoyed the diversity, but also the underlying coherence of PPE. I was quite hardworking. I was quite academic. I thought if I don't read these books now, if I don't study Locke and Berkeley and Hume and Kant and Marx now, I never will properly. So I better take the chance. So I was assiduous, if anything, looking back, probably a bit too assiduous. I did. I had a network of friends who were interested. In fact, we created the politics and the PPE society. Um, I was involved a bit in Alka uh, on the committee, uh, but didn't go beyond that. And my fellow members of the committee were Damien Green and Dominic Grieve and Theresa May, Theresa Brazier, as she then was. I dabbled a tiny bit in the union. So, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. And it was a for coming up from Birmingham, it massively broadened my horizons. And I said in my book, the, my reflections, that Oxford it broadens your horizon in lots of ways. It's where I met my first Etonian and my first golfer. <laughs> now, both Eton and golf being previously closed books to me. <laughs> But then later on, as you as you graduated from Oxford, as you enter what we would call the real world, how did you think you the, the lessons you were taught as your PPE degree and also beyond that? How do you think that benefited you in tackling some of the problems? And also, what do you think you should have also focused more on while you were at university? Well, look, I, I, I have been doing PPE ever since. It's been absolutely fundamental throughout my career. Both I began as a civil servant in the Treasury. Uh, then moved over and worked in, the, in Margaret Thatcher's policy unit in Downing Street, then ran a think tank, then being an MP, 
now being in the House of Lords and once again involved with the think tank, this time as president of Resolution Foundation. And I think all that public policy has been massively influenced by having done PPE. The, the philosophy that was my original interest, uh, you know, I, as I said, I did a whole term on the philosophy of Immanuel Kant. I would now find it hard to write a coherent paragraph on Immanuel Kant. On the other hand, there's that brilliant definition of education as everything that's left after you were forgotten what you were taught. And on that measure, I hope philosophy did help me just a bit being able to distinguish between a bad argument and a good argument, um, recognizing what was a coherent approach and what was incoherent. So the, the intellectual discipline of philosophy has stayed with me together with some interest in in the in the principles underpinning what one does. Uh, the economics was absolutely a prerequisite. And of course, I went into the treasury. Uh, there were in my day still some people being recruited to the treasury and got any economics in their degree. And we, of course, we came in then uh, just having got an undergraduate degree. Nowadays, people join the treasury often having done a master's, including quite possibly a master's in economics. So now the knowledge of economics to work in the treasury is far greater than in my day. But even then, you needed some familiarity for my generation. And that in turn was seen as a bit more rigorous than the famous remark of one Treasury Permanent Secretary when challenged on his lack of having studied economics, replying, but I have access to someone who has read Samuelson. So I would say gradually over time, the Treasury has become more professionalized, but I needed some economics in that day. Um, and of course, politics, well, that was oddly enough for me, the, always the oddest bit of PPE, because I could see the rigor of both the economics and the philosophy. Politics, really, I approached as is political history. I did Britain since 1865, and some sense of the polit recent political history of your own country, plus thinking about then it was the USSR and the USA and France. So a bit of comparative politics, which helps you understand your own national institutions when you're comparing them with others. Um, no, so it has all um, been the intellectual underpinning for a lot of what I've done. Then my my last question would be, I mean, looking back at how the world has changed since you graduated from Oxford, do you think there's anything which you think should be added to the PPE degree to better reflect the challenges we face nowadays or anything else do you think should rather be more emphasised in the degree? Well, PPE is... The secret of, I have reflected on what is the secret of PPE, and the secret of PPE is this is the same as the secret of its, I think, its nearest discipline, which is natural sciences in Cambridge, which has a similar kind of shape, a surprisingly broad degree. And the reason for PPE flourishing still is that you can't do economics on its own at Oxford. And the reason why natural sciences flourishes at Cambridge is you can't do physics on its own at Cambridge. So um, both these broad subjects depend on a kind of self-denying ordinance within the university. Uh, if you could do economics on its own at Oxford, then I think PPE would just look a bit like SPS at Cambridge and would not have the same power and would lose out. So the heart, I increasingly see that having that particularly hard-edged kind of rigorous quantitative discipline of economics in it is crucial. 
Um, nowadays, maths matters so much more than it did. And the mathematical element of economics is more important. And helping people with the maths of economics was the big gap in my day. And I think more of I don't know if more of it need, is done. It more needs to be done. Um, there is the wider rise of other social sciences, behavioral science, the sciences of human behavior. And I was fortunate, my, one of my economics tutors who since died, Michael Bacharach, was a very early um, uh, researcher into the application of game theory to economics. And when I look at some of the disciplines, evolutionary biology, game theory, that are also rigorous attempts to um, understand and account for human behavior, probably having them in somewhere as part of the intellectual foundations is more important now than it was when I was a student. Well, then, thank you very much, Lord Willits, for giving us your time today. And thank you also to all the listeners for your interest. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast and also encourage you to have a look at the other podcasts in this series.